Welcome to the Talking Small Podcast, where we make that podcast platinum. Samurai Deli, play the viewers in. Let's go. Alright, so welcome to another episode of the Talking Small Podcast. This is a vacation extravaganza. But first we'd like to say uh, congratulations on your new job, Craig, and being successful. And we see all your leftover shit here. And I'd like to say that uh, we're going to miss you, maybe. Craig Craig has tragically left us and... uh Cue the Wiz Khalifa See You Again Fast 7 song. So, in honor of Craig, let's call him and wake him up and see how his first couple days were. Ooh, I didn't know we were going to do this. No, I didn't know we were going to do it either. But I'm sure our viewers are going to fucking love it. He's probably not going to be happy. Are we going to act like we're recording or not? No, I'm just going to. Okay, I'm not going to talk then. He's not going to pick up? You don't think so? What do you think he's doing right now? Jerking off? Probably watching suits. That, cor- that corporate thing did give him soft core. He's probably watching suits. Nine twenty-five. You would think he'd be up, but let, let me try to call him. Your call has been. Plug mine in. Why would he answer you and not me? The obvious reasons. <laughs> All right. All right well. Let me get it dialed in, and oh, then you can plug yourself in. I thought that was going to be better. This would be great if you picked up mine and not yours. There's, there's no way. He, he's going to know we're recording, so he's just not picking up either. He's going to try to tell us he was at the gym. <laughs> no, he's definitely going to say he was sleeping. Dude, he's probably roxied out right now. Not on his first day. <laughs> it's his second day. Your call has been forwarded to an automated oh, voice here's messaging system. Oh, phone number. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Well, Craig's on the right track. He's sleeping before work. Allegedly. All right, so thank you for joining the podcast. Uh, We got a good episode for you. We try to call our buddy Dan, and he big times us, even though he's got some great travel tips, a little fucking jabroni. Yeah, he's a world traveler. You know, I'm trying to get some tips on, you know, traveling to other cities with my girlfriend dan's been in italy he's been in san francisco he's been in a big apple he just he just got back from a trip to the pacific northwest portland seattle areas and uh vancouver washington um and you know he's he did not pick up his call to give me some tips so uh thanks a lot dan so uh our buddy joe will be joining us later and uh, you will enjoy that, I think, maybe. Joe's got some decent tips. He's opinionated about travel. Very passionate, man. All right, so what I would say is I just came back from a couple's trip, and we went to uh, Belize, San Pedro Island to be specific. If you go to the Caribbean with another couple, is that technically a couple's retreat? Uh, well, I think so. Why? Why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't it be? It's just like a double couples retreat date type situation. I think the whole concept of the movie couples retreat though was like all these couples were in a wishy washy 
scenario and they, they went on the couple's retreat to uh like right, the whole so retreat. So now you're thing. admitting that you watch this terrible movie. I, I saw like the first I saw I'm, like the first ten minutes. I think it had like fucking I'm thinking Drew Barrymore was in it. It's either Jennifer Aniston or Kristen Bell. I think yeah. it's Kristen Bell. If it was Jennifer Aniston, I would have watched it. It's got Vince Vaughn and the big fat black guy from Friday. Shout out Luca Dantich wanting to date Rachel from Friends. Shout out Savion Glover, the big fat guy. Big worm. So anyway, we went on a vacation. So evidently, my wife and myself are big on going on vacation solely with our friends, our best friends' parents. Because that's yeah. what happened here. So how did you get... How did this situation present itself? Because I was like, all right, oh, I heard you were going to Belize, and I was like, all right, him and Ella just picked out this place or whatever. And then I get some snaps of you actually there with Ella's best friend's parents, and I'm like, how does that make sense? And then I told my mom that. <laughs> you want to read that out loud? All right, so breaking news, breaking moves. Breaking season desist. All right, so Danny just sent us a message. So maybe I'll move his interview to the front of the podcast. Um, basically goes, "Hey Harley, I was actually going to call you. Had to call E back first. Fucking priorities. Priorities." Then I heard the VM, which I'm guessing means voicemail. voicemail. And I got two words for you, and the first word is fuck. I'm going to ask him, what's the second? The second one is, is it got to, is it fucking hilarious? Say that. <laughs> <laughs> Say, is it dash ing hilarious? All word, one word. <laughs> this is great pod, Harley texting. All right. Texting. All right, so Dan is talking about other stuff. So I don't know. You work. You work on that part of it. I'll work on that phone line. So, but, but how does this happen? How do you right, get so, going with Ella's best friend's parents? All right. So this is what kind of happened. There, Ella's, I guess, uh, friend, maid of honor. Yeah. Well, yeah. She. They were both their maid of honors in each other's wedding. Uh parent or mom because the parents are divorced so mom and boyfriend decide they want to take a trip and they want to bring the family so <laughs> ella and i are evidently part of the family similar to me and me and, and your parents who are you closer to what do you mean? Like they're? Oh no 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 no! Ella's part of the family. I'm by proxy here. I'm clearly closer to your parents. Okay. Um. So so this is you. Going on a potential family vacation with some family that you ain't even really that family with. I, I wouldn't. Well, see that now. That just seems mean. That seems mean. It's not mean, but you don't know these people well. No, no, well, I've known. I've known her mom for. A what long, about the boyfriend? I met him a couple times. So this, I mean, but you but, and him have a good rapport. We do now. <laughs> But, but you didn't but, prior to this trip. You're taking a risk. If these people fucking suck, it may blow your whole wad. See, this is this is you know you got to get past this, buddy. If your wife <laughs> thinks they're good people, sometimes you just have to trust her judgment. And if she gets you a free place to stay in Belize, I didn't say that. You did. <laughs> but, <laughs> let's keep going. Sorry for cutting you off. I know the viewers hate that. So what happened is 
we have uh, um there's going to be eight people going. So it's going to be Ella's friend and her newly new husband, uh her friend's mom and boyfriend, four. Me and my wife, six. And then it's the boyfriend's son and his son's girlfriend. The boyfriend's son and his son's girlfriend. Okay. So that's eight people. So so basically the the bare minimum for Thanksgiving dinner. So what happens is, and I'm not going to air too much dirty laundry here, but uh, the Zika virus took one of the couples out. I'm not going to say which one. Wait, what? The the threat of the a potential. Zika, the threat of the sound, Zika virus. That sounds like bullshit. Read between the lines. One of the couples is pregnant. The other couple got in a fight with said parent, and now they got ixnayed. So now. Four people are out, and me and Ella are the only ones still in. So, uh, in this, how how late in the game did these four people ditch out? Within two months of going. Why wouldn't you hit up all your friends and be like, "Hey, we got this fucking house," like, and then try to at least try to get this lady to recoup some of her money and then upgrade the funness for you? Like, why wouldn't you invite me to this? Or Joe, he loves travel. Okay, so one, not my place to invite my friends to somebody else paying for a place for us you to You can stay. at least float the idea, recoup some of the money back. Okay. These are sunk costs. I'm a fun guy. Okay, so this is what I would say. If it was my money, sure, Al, you could be coming. It's not my money, so I'm not making those decisions. I'm in Texas this whole time. I don't find out any of this until two weeks out. Okay, so it happened two months out, but your I think. your beautiful bride didn't let you know until two weeks before the trip. I mean, it's not like I asked about it. I'm, I know, but that's a pretty big thing of you going on vacation with eight people, and then it turns out to be four. Okay, but... It drastically uh, alters the trip. Look, look I'm just... In, I, I don't want to sound like an asshole here, but <laughs> I'm going to. So... This is what the travel arrangements were. The boy, the the uh, friend's wife's boyfriend travels a whole lot, so he basically got all of our fr- flights free on his travel points. Nice. So what happened was the house they got once they realized one of the kids couldn't go due to Zika, which knocked out a couple. They couldn't reschedule the vacation to a place where Zika wasn't a concern because the deposit was already due. Basically, they had lost all the money on the house. Right. So at that point, they have to go. So once these four people drop out, Ella and myself get upgraded to first class the whole time because you the points evidently are already spent. So they use the points to upgrade the wife and I, to first class the whole way. So basically, free first class flight and a free place to stay. You can't say no. You've already, you've already hit, your ass is already in the jackpot, and basically you don't want to call for any more special favors. Well, I mean, and you what, don't want to get degraded from first class, but I mean, well, someone can just buy their own flight. Yeah, but what, what I'm saying is, is, at this point, if you're going to ask me, like, which like did this equation here? 
these four people dropping out, ruining the amount of people that are potential on this trip versus getting upgraded to first class the whole way. If you ask, like, where did that tip the scales on? Was this a net positive for Harley? Well, for you, you're fucking swimming in cash like Scrooge McDuck here. I didn't say it. You did. But but you didn't want to pressure look any further by saying, hey, uh. You know, can I? Can, I mean, we got four spots open here. Let's try to fill them with some fun stuff here. You, you've you've already won here. You don't want to pressure luck, and potentially have something to go. It wasn't my place to invite people. That plus that. So anyway, that that's how we ended up at Belize with uh, my friends, uh, or my wife's friends, mom and her boyfriend. So you're y'all are around thirty. They're what sixty. Probably, I well, I, I between fifty and sixty, probably. Okay, so there's a gap here. Yeah, but the, but I mean, at that point, it, like I had, we had already had fun with your parents, just two on two action. So I'm not that worried about. <laughs> I'm not worried about I'm this. Not gonna be able to go to sleep tonight. <laughs> so I, I'm not that concerned on this in this side of it. I, I'm I'm still excited because now. There's less people to cater to, to herd around. You don't have to coordinate with as many people. I'm thinking I'm getting more peace, more freedom during this vacation. Plus, it's first class the whole way, and I've just been working my ass off. So I'm ready for this vacation. So we we head to Belize. We, we fly first class, which is lovely. Nice. We get into Belize City, and uh, that is a very, um, I would say, third world airport. It's not the... Uh, it's worse than the New Orleans airport. <laughs> this would be like probably just flying into the Hammond airport. Ooh, now I can tell you're taking some big jets, but anyway, so we get there and you go through customs. Customs took forever. Hmm. Then you, you go through the customs and then you get to get to, they got a series of like duty free stuff because evidently liquor costs a lot uh, in Belize because the import, they have yeah. a lot of tariffs, so you got to drink locally. Or, Thanks a lot, uh, Trump. Yeah. So, only thing I know about Belize is that they their national language is English, and that they got like a second best coral reef in the world. Those are the only two things I know about Belize. That's good. That's a good thing to know. They also have an English style government, and they when you buy property there, you get the deed f- full out, so the government can't take it back from you. No property tax. No capital gains tax, which means if you die, you can pass it to your children, and they don't have to pay any tax on it. Mm. It's pretty pretty nice. Sounds sounds like when I get some money, I need to inv- play some investments in Belize. So we we get to we go through customs. We go and the the big thing they're talking about this duty free. Like oh, you got to get the duty free here. Blah blah blah. You can't get it after you go through security again because you have to like go through customs and go back through security because we got to fly out to San Pedro, which is like the island on the north side of Belize. Hmm. So we we can't get booze there, so we go through. We get to the other place where it's a duty-free shop on the other inside of security, but you can only buy it if you're going internationally, and you can only get one liter of booze a person. So they're saying since it's Belize to Belize, you can't buy shit. You're not supposed to be able to buy shit. But, like most countries, when you pay on cash and you do a little greasing, <laughs> you can uh, get whatever you want if it fits in your carry-on. Did you actually grease somebody? Fuck yeah, I did. You paid them money? Yeah. Extra money? Yeah. Cash. How, how much? 
Oh, five bullies, which is two fifty. So they they just they're That's like, oh, it. it's just an extra uh, two fifty Belize. I mean, th- five dollars Belize. I was like, all right, yeah. The exchange rate's two to one. It's really awesome. Ooh, a two 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 dollar fifty cent shakedown. You'll take that, especially when you don't don't know how much the booze is gonna be when you get there. So 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 would you buy if you only only could have one liter? Well, okay, but all right. So we bought two bottles of Tito's. Two liters of Tito's. A Way to liter- try the local stuff. <laughs> the, the point was the reason we're buying it at the duty-free shop is... You, okay, let me put it this way. Belize only makes two different types of alcohol. Rum. Rum and beer. That's it. There's nothing else. So if you want to buy any other type of alcohol, you have to do it in the duty-free shop or pay out the nose for it. Now, you, Okay, I guess that makes sense. So I snuck in some tequila... Um, what do you and, mean you snuck in some oh, Okay, tequila? so I bought some tequila and put it in my bag illegally, and then two bottles of Tito's, and then um, the boyfriend bought a bottle of, like, Johnny Walker scotch. So we have all this booze. We stick them in my bag and my wife's bag because we got a little room in our carry-ons. <laughs> and, and we board this puddle jumper, 12-seater seat, 12 plane go, going from... Belize City to San Pedro. It's like Whoa. a 15-minute flight. Ooh. The seas were angry that day. The wind was a-rocking and a-rolling. Small planes like that are fucking scary. So I'm on the, like, uh, they. it's a 12-seater, and one of those seats is in the cockpit. So I don't have that seat. I have the seat right behind that seat. So I can see out of the cockpit really easily. You're straight back from that? Yes. Like, literally, like, I'm in, almost in between the two, really. Like, I, I'm, like, three feet behind them, kind of, but, like, right in between them. So, I'm basically, I'm, like, huh. I, I'm, I'm playing third wheel here. And uh, that plane, as the wind's blowing, because the wind was fucking crazy. You just, you, as you see it about to come down, you are, like, sideways. You can see, like, you don't look like you're going to go straight. And then at the last second, boom, you're straight. And you hit the runway, and the guy slams on the brakes, and you're, like, going, what the fuck? Yeah, the landings on those are fucking sketchy. I was on a small-ass plane with my dad and his buddy Cooper. That was, like, a four-seater. Rest in peace. And I, uh, I got... I, I, I'm not one for getting, you know, nauseous and sick and, and planes and shit, but, like, I guess it was the lack of oxygen or what, but I was feeling fucking rough. They they came, handed me the oxygen thing and let me suck on that for a while to get to get me right. So, dude, a 12-seater. And then I've also landed in the Bahamas a couple times, and it's, on a plane that small, that shit is, that shit's actually scary. All right, so I want to start off with a couple of travel tips in Belize. Okay. What I will say is embrace the local rum. Like, (laughs) the people I was with, my group, they wanted a lot of wine at different times. And you were paying, like, $25 a bottle for, like, really cheap stuff that's, like, you can get for ten dollars or something here. Like it's 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 not, it's not good. And I guess because I know what the price is, is like I just don't feel like paying that much for it. I can get a big liter of rum. It's like some good ass rum for ten dollars U.S. Plus, it's that's not a good island drink. Wine is not when you're fucking hot out and at the beach. I don't want fucking wine. You get a nice fucking rum and ginger going. You get a nice rum and coke, or you get a fucking just a beer. 
Or or you get the I mean, a lot of them were like rum punches or some yeah. kind of juice with the rum. But so what I would say is now I'm wearing the shirt. <laughs> Bellican beer from Belize is the only beer brewed in Belize is freaking the tits. That shit is fucking good. It goes down smooth. Big it's fan. It's cold. Oh, big fan. Now that's just the lager. They got the light, the lighthouse, the stout, the chocolate stout. They uh they make chocolate stouts in Belize. Uh, with Belize chocolate and Belize chocolate is very good. Mm. So what I, I like would, the sound of that. What I'd say is if you're in Belize, Bellican. It's great beer. It tastes good. <laughs> it's the only beer in town. <laughs> but but it's cheap. So you think that do they mark it up? No, because they want people to buy it instead of all this tariff shit they put on other booze. So you go to a place and you order a Belican. It's going to be like two fifty US for one. That's not that's not bad beer prices at a bar. Not I, bad at all, especially at a bar in an island. So anyway. We get we get there, we get to this house, and I'm thinking, like, you know, they were going to have eight people here, so there's probably, like, a four-bedroom or so, something to where it's not that fancy. Well, evidently, they made this like they were going to really spend on this vacation. Fucking massive mansion they got us Yeah, in. it looked like a fucking semi-real-world house. It, yeah, it, yeah it, it was amazing. It was a really a big-ass big, big ass house. They make everything out of concrete there just in case, like, they have a hurricane or something and tries to wipe it out. It's easier to, I guess, clean withstand up. and clean up. But it was... It was it had a, a pool with a, like a float-in bar, and an outdoor grill, and it was right there on the beach. Had its own dock. It was it was damn primo, a full kitchen, TV with all the fucking channels you wanted. No Zika anywhere. No, not that I found. And then uh, it had Wi-Fi, so you can stay connected a little bit. Nice. That sounds. It looked like a nice pad. That's why I was trying to invite myself to it earlier. Well, I mean, we had we had plenty plenty of room. So what I would say is the other thing about Belize is everybody drives golf carts. And there's not like I don't I don't know. I haven't been on too many small islands, but they, they don't the roads suck and everybody's on golf carts, gas powered golf carts going huh. everywhere. So you get a golf cart for like fifty bucks a day and you just drive around the island as much as you want. It's not it's I mean the island's probably eight miles long or something like that. Huh. It's not super big. But you can pretty much go everywhere. Where do you get? Cart. Where do you get? Are there gas stations on the island? Like where yeah. are they getting gas for these? Well, well, got, we drove the hell out of it, and we never ran out of gas. But we did go fill it up before we returned huh. it in, and the, there was like a gas station that we found. Hmm. So, big thing was golf carts. So we had two golf carts between us. So we each had our own golf cart. Basically, gave us freedom to do whatever we wanted in the island. Plus, nice. cell phone service. Didn't didn't work because we didn't. No one wanted to turn on their cell phone and do Walkie all that. Walkie talkies, baby. So, well, no. What I was saying is basically, if you wanted to go do your own thing, no one's going to be able to contact you to see what's up. So you're kind of you're kind of on your own. So, <laughs> uh, which I mean, it's a good thing. So anyway, uh, one like so one of the nights we went to this place called the Truck Stop. <laughs> the truck stop was it basically owned by an American. They were having a cornhole tournament that night. <laughs> My wife was is awful at cornhole, so we did not participate. Sponsored by Johnsonville Brats. But we started. We started. This is where we found the Belican beer. So we we both got one from the bar, and I didn't realize how cheap they were. And you get it back, and it was like, wait, was it like five dollars for two beers? That's awesome. And then I look, and there's a bucket of beers, six for fifteen. Now I'm going. 
Oh, all right. So that's six dollars for fifteen beers? No, no, six beers for fifteen dollars. So it was like, all right, that that's that's decent pricing for for this. And I might be wrong. I might have paid three dollars a beer. It's more for, expensive than the just yeah, one that, beer. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. So I think it was three dollars a beer, or the bucket was fifteen. I think that's what it was. So we got we got some buckets. So between the buckets, me and the wife went through four buckets while we're sitting at this place. Buckets. And they had live music. This asshole was playing a bunch of Jack Johnson. And and you were yelling, play some at Billy Joel. <laughs> I was pretty fucking hammered. Now, we uh, they had some food trucks right there. So we went and got some, some uh, chicken lime tacos from this place, a big old pizza from this place. Pizza from a food truck? When I say food truck, these are more like shipping containers that are that were placed there. They call it the truck stop, but it was like, like a you know how the shipping container I have on my land the the wire season two Frank Sabatka shipping containers yeah no dead hookers though uh, not that I saw okay so um we we went to the truck stop and got smashed wasted <laughs> and evidently they had they had Wi Fi there so um at some point the wife had text texted with the other two and they ended up meeting us there. Well, we we're blasted at this point when they get there. So then all of a sudden, like they're buying buckets of beer and we'd already have four before they even got there. So that's uh three a piece. So that's, we're each a 12 pack in. And you guys split them down the middle. Dude, these things went down quick. I was having trouble keeping up with the wife. You're de- a little dehydrated from being at the beach, and you just started slamming them back. Oh, they tasted so good. <laughs> That's why it tastes so good, buddy. So then we went to Cornhole. We played Cornhole, uh, me and uh, her friend's mom versus her and the boyfriend, and we we won easily. We probably beat them like 21 to 3 or something like that. It wasn't even close. I was buckets all night, even though I was hammered. But the best part about that is driving the golf cart back just with open beer in it back to the place. We had to go like three miles in the dark, and there's potholes and all this shit. Oh. It, is, it, is, it is like uh, you're just dipping and diving through potholes you how got dark is it like are there street lights no there's no street lights so dude. it's pretty dark you like you got you well you got you got lights on the golf cart yeah but they're, i mean they're not like yeah but if imagine you don't have a fucking street light you're on an island so there's not going to be that much light pollution or whatever it's got to be pretty fucking dark out i know there. it's it was it was pretty cool driving around the golf cart at night i will no, say no puking from the from the driving and all the potholes no but so we did that truck stop thing on a sunday night and before we got to the truck stop, the wife and I were having a, a talk about what we had the next day. And we were going fishing, offshore fishing. That is not good to get shit-faced hammered before. So I told her that I didn't want to get shit-faced hammered because the last time I got shit-faced hammered and went offshore, I got seasick and puked my brains yeah, out. Yeah, no shit. When it's matchbox 20 time and you're heading home, you ain't going to be fishing too good in the morning. So I get, I, I, of course, I don't follow my own advice, and we get back to the, the house, and I'm shit-ass drunk. Now, I had somehow ended up beating my wife by about four Whoa! beers. No, fucking shit, that sounds Phrasing. I out-drank my wife by about four beers, so I was a little drunker than she was. Plus, I had been drinking tequila earlier in the day, so I was, I was a little more drunk than her. So I ended up waking up the next morning going, 
oh, my head is pounding. <laughs> and we're they're coming to pick us up at 9 a.m. to go fishing. I'm in trouble. Well, luckily you woke up at 5.30 a.m. to <laughs> well, fucking, uh, well, the, you, had, you had three I, hours I and 30 minutes. I don't minutes. think they have daylight savings time in Belize. So they were like an hour behind us. But I think they're relatively in the same stratosphere as us. So like it was getting really light outside at like 5.45. And the curtains weren't that great in this place. So I, yeah, I was up around 5.45. Jesus. But, um, so I'm, I'm pretty hungover and now we're going fishing. Not too bad, right? You're, you're going fishing, you're in a boat, you're kind of hungover, but at least like you, you don't expect to be doing a whole lot. You have a guide, they're going to bait your pole. All you got to do is reel in. That's what I'm thinking is going to happen. <laughs> bait your pole. Or bait your hook and hey, fuck you. So, <laughs> so we end up, this wasn't the normal fishing trip. So one, I get told, and I'm hungover, so I'm not focusing i got told grab your snorkel and your fins i said okay that's fine i didn't put two and two together i'm in fucking actually i'm in these shorts i'm wearing now (laughs) so you weren't wearing a swimsuit to go on this trip (laughs) (laughs) so no swimsuit and i'm wearing a long sleeve like fishing shirt because i think like okay well i'm gonna be outside all day i don't want to get burnt on like day two right so we uh we we're going out there and I'm not thinking about the snorkel and stuff and we're gonna go catch sardines, uh or minnows whatever you want to call them to to bait the hooks so we can go catch big fish. All right, great. Well, our guide's trying to do it. He's trying to catch it. Blah blah blah. But he's not catching any minnows and they have an issue with the the motor. It it the trim's <laughs> fucked up and it won't go all the way up so they can't get in the shallow water anyway. Our our guide Cliffy, who was the fish whisperer, shout out Seekerus. They had some pretty baller ass hats. They were in like in Jamaica shit, and it was C S E A K A R U S. Check them out, Seekerus tours. If you're ever in San Pedro, you didn't Pedro. try to get. You didn't try to pay for one of the hats. I tried, <laughs> <laughs> but but they they didn't have any extra. So we um we we can't get that. So the guy goes, well, we'll get some conch. Do you know what conch is? Yeah, it's the like muscle type thing that's in the conch shell. Yeah, so I'm like, all right, so we're gonna go do that. So we get we get to a place where I guess he knows there's some conch, and he says, all right, so who's getting in the water? Wait, what's going on here? Now I'm this like, is oh. only you four. Yeah, there's four of us on the boat, the guide, and then Manny. Who was the driver? Who I think was actually the brains behind the operation. Cl- Cliffy was like the. Um, he was like the uh, MC, MC, <laughs> master of ceremonies. So he he's like, so who's getting in the water? So I'm like, oh shit, we're getting in the water. Well, you, so I, you, I don't have a swimsuit, so I'm fucking, I'm gonna go in my shorts. So you got one older type lady, you got your wife, and then you got this boyfriend who's also an older gentleman. So basically, you have to go, even though you're probably the least prepared. And I'm also hungover as fuck. Yeah. So. I'm actually at this point. I'm like, all right, maybe if I get in the water, I'll feel better. <laughs> no. So, so I get I get all my my snorkeling stuff on, and I jump I, I jump in. I didn't put any sunscreen on. That's a mistake. Yes. So I I jump in, and now it's like, all right, I'm looking for conch shells. I'm like looking around. The guy just pointing them, and I'm diving down. I'm picking up a conch shell. You look in to see if there's fucking uh, if it's an active shell. Yeah. So then I hand them to him and he'll he'll take them to the boat or whatever. So I, anyway, we get about ten conch shells and shit like that. Damn. And I keep diving down to get the shell, and it, you're probably about six foot of water or seven foot of water, depending on you know where you are. So 
it's it's kind of a lot of work. So I get back in the boat. Six foot of seven foot of water ain't that deep, but I guess when but you're when you keep over, when you keep going down yeah. and you're in the snorkel yeah. and then you grab you like they kind of if they're in there they kind of attach to the bottom a little bit so you're trying to like shake them off. You gotta do a little work. So I get back to the boat and of course the my wife and the and the and her friend's mom don't go in. It's just me and the uh, boyfriend that go in. Oh, so he went in too. Yeah. Okay. So. We get we get back to the boat and I am looking exhausted. I'm like sitting there and I'm huffing wind. I feel like I'm fucking dead. I, if I was you, I probably would have puked in the water. So, no, actually the water felt better because it wasn't rocking. It stabilized me, so I wasn't thinking about it. I was doing some active stuff, but then when every time I got on the Dude, boat this, after the water, I felt like shit. This is this is some kind of horseshit though. What kind of boat tour makes you find your own bait? Isn't that horseshit? Well. It seems th- terrible. I was thinking about that, but if I was prepared for this and I wasn't hungover as fuck, this is kind of fun. I'm actually diving down and finding my bait. Now, conch, you yeah, also but- can eat conch. So, I mean, like, it's also, also we're going to end up eating some of this later. Unless it gets taken by whatever fish and you don't catch the fish. Well, yeah, but you chop up the conch. You got plenty of conch. Dude, 10 conchs is a lot of conch. It is a lot of conch. I, I thought they were semi kind of endangered or you kind of kind of got to watch them like you watch you know out fishing stuff but this guy didn't seem to feel like there was any oh there was plenty of conch there was conch all over the place this was was just conch fest (laughs) so so we get the conch back in and now i'm thinking all right so we got this bait we're all right cool we're gonna go fish no we're not gonna go fish yet what what we're doing is now he goes to this different place and now we're gonna dive in this coral and look for lobsters i was like fuck so the guy got another fucking quest. So the guy jumps in, Cliffy, and he's swimming around and he doesn't have his mask or anything. He just kind of scopes out and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is the spot. Come on in. So then me and the, the guy, the boyfriend, go in. And now we have these spears. So they're like um, three prong on the end. They're plastic type spears, or at least that's what the shielding is. There's probably a metal rod in, inside of it. And then on the end, there's like a rubber band. If you ever watch Survivor, it's kind of like the spears you have on Survivor. They're very primitive. I think they're called Hawaiian spears. So we have those, and now I'm trying to... And at first, they don't tell me we're going for lobster, so I don't know what we're doing. So I'm just, <laughs> so I'm in the water, and I got this spear, and I'm trying to figure out how to use it. And basically... You, you, the guy didn't tell you? No, there's no instructions on this thing. <laughs> so, and now he might have asked. I might have just been like not listening. I don't know. But so I, I figure out how to use it. It's pretty basic. And now I'm like, all right, well, I don't know what they're going for. So I just see these fish swimming around. It's like red snappers. And I was like, all right, fuck yeah. I'm go. Like, all right. And so I'm swimming after these fish. You know, Ozzy, motherfucker. And I'm trying to get fish in the open water. And this is not working. And I'm like, fuck. So I look over at what they're doing, and I see them diving down, and they're looking at the coral, and they're trying to shoot stuff in there. I'm wondering what they're, they're going after, lionfish. So lionfish are like, uh, I don't know, they look poison. They're poisonous to the touch. You don't want to touch them. But yeah, they are they, poisonous. They make really good tacos. Yeah, but you also have to cut it right, because apparently if you get the fucking poisonous part, you're fucked. Yeah. I wouldn't trust the fucking Cliffy having you die for your own bait uh, trying to kill a fucking lionfish well anyway so i realized they're going after lionfish and i see cliffy spear one and then spear another one so cliffy's like killing these things so i'm like 
all right, fuck, I need to find one. So I, I, I go down there. <laughs> Do and you I know look. they're poisonous at the time? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. So I go and I look and I see one. And he's he's in the in, in in he's probably about eight foot of water, and I'm down there and I'm trying to get him in the coral and I'm just sitting there poking his ass and he's kind of moving around this reef and I can't fucking get him, and I get back in the boat after we were done with that and we caught like two lionfish. You don't have to release this. Uh, no, 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 no. You think you you just fucking gig him like a frog? Well, no, 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 no. Like it's it's long enough. Basically, how the rubber band works, you kind of wrap it around your wrist. And then you move your hand up the spear to make tension on the rubber band, and then you just kind of let it go, and the rubber the spear is still attached to your hand. So like it's got a just real quick okay, motion that comes out of your hand. And then you can reload easily because it sounds well, then, like no, you were going after this guy for well, a while. Well, yeah. Then you just grab up on the top of the spear and you sh- and you let go again and it oh, shoots. Okay. But then you like kind of hold it at the end and try to stab it against the coral kind of thing. <laughs> so anyway, I I fucking I don't get it. They say okay, back in the boat. We're gonna go for lobster next. So I get I get back in the boat and I'm immediately just huffing and puffing, feeling <laughs> like shit. So at this point, the guides are kind of realizing that I'm struggle dog. And yeah. So now they start talking some shit. So he's like, he's like, oh, so you, it's going to be a long day. It looks like your uh, your husband can't provide for his girl here because I, I couldn't catch a fucking fish. And I'm sitting there going, uh, uh, yeah, you yeah. motherfuckers. I was thinking, I was like, yeah, I kind of deserve this. You know, I've been fucking around. Yeah, kind of bad. So then, then I kind of go to the back of the boat and I'm like, Harley, what are you, what are you doing? I was like, just give me a second. And here comes the chunks. And <laughs> Chumming the waters. And. I puke my brains out for about four to five minutes. Not Dan Whoa. style. I wasn't super loud about it. That's a long time to be puking. So, well, it's kind of like a puke. Well, it's a couple beats, thing it's over, puke again, that kind of thing. So once I get all this puke done, I, I'm feeling a little better. Not not great. Yeah. So now my buddy uh, Manny is starting to cut up some vegetables. He's making uh, a ceviche with the conch. Like raw conch ceviche yeah. type thing, and so he's chopping that up. By the time we get to the second place, now it's lobster diving. So you go in. I'm looking for lobster. Don't catch shit. <laughs> Cliffy catches a lot. Catches two lobster. I catch nothing. The other guy catches nothing. So we come back to the boat, and evidently Cliffy's doing all the work. I guess that's how it works since he's the guide. And then they got the ceviche, and my buddy Manny asked me, "Hey, what's is it? Hangover or seasick?" And I, of course, I'm going. It's hang. It's got to be hangover, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking, man card. Hangover's w- way more manly than seasick. Yeah. Seasick's like for some ch- pussy shit. So he goes, "Well, look, this is who's going to tell you when we're hungover, we eat the ceviche. After we eat the ceviche, we're good. <laughs> and then you're going to drink this juice on the bottom of Ron it. Ron Ron juice. And I'm sitting there going, okay. So now this is a challenge. Like I have to eat this and then feel better." I ate as much as that as I could. I drank some of the juice. You know what? I felt way, way better. Oh, so it worked. It was. It was. I rallied. My boy Manny hooked, hooked me up with that conch ceviche. So when we get to you next, drank all the juice too. Drank good bit of the. So juice. basically, that's just like fucking. It's like runoff tasting, water and in the like the lemon and all that they used to, yeah, to season yeah, the ceviche yeah, with. Yeah, it tasted like a really good Bloody Mary mix. All right. Well, shit. So we get to the the next place that we're gonna go dive, and now it's my my time to shine. I find a lobster, and he's kind of he's kind of up under this like piece of shipwreck almost. Yeah, they hide under in little fucking crevices and yeah. shit. So like I see his little tentacles sticking out. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna go after. Him. So I shoot to go 
to hit him, but evidently I hit the ground first or something. So then he scurries out, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Now he's in open water. I'm like, <laughs> oh, fuck. They're fucking quick under there. So so then somebody else sees sees him run to open water. I don't know wh- who it was. Went to shoot and missed, and now he backed up this way. And I was kind of over the top of him. I was like, fuck it. I'm going for it. Boom. Got his ass. I was nice. so I felt so great killing that lobster. <laughs> Watch out, Peta. But it was lobster season, so this is all legal. So then you, I got him on the spear, and I'm like, "What do I do now?" Yeah, that was my, oh, fuck. I look up, the boat's like maybe forty yards away. I'm like, "Fuck." Man, it might have been longer than that. Anyway, I had to swim all the Damn. way back with him on the spear, and my wife wasn't paying any attention, so I get up to the boat. And she goes, oh, what, you're tired? And I pull up that lobster. I was like, no, babe, I finally got you a, a fish. And she goes, oh, awesome. And then she took some pictures because uh, they were very surprised that I actually got a lobster. Nice. But I felt I felt really good. I got one lobster during this and, and missed a bunch of redfish all the time. I, sh- I don't think I should have been shooting at the redfish. Did anybody catch a f- regular fish? Uh, yeah, because when we got on the boat, we started baiting the poles, and then we ended no, up... No, I meant, like, shooting. No, 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 no. Well, the lionfish. They got two lionfish. Yeah. But we ended up getting, I think it was, like, eight lobsters, and uh, and then uh, we caught some redfish with the conch after that, and so then we went and they cooked, they cooked it for us, and it was really freaking good. Nice, bro. Yeah, so so that was some good times right there. I I highly recommend that uh, that spear fishing because like it was a big workout, and I wish I wasn't hung over for it. But it was a lot of fun. Like I've never really thought I'd ever do something like that. And the, you getting to see all this coral and shit. Yeah, it's but you cool. got but you got to watch out for some of that because like a one time I dove down, the guide was kind of on the other side, the same piece of coral we were looking at. And I see this big, long fucking, like, tail thing coming out. It looked like a shark tail. And I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking, is that coral or is that a tail? And I look over at him, and he's kind of looking. He's he's doing this. Like, <laughs> he's like, so I come back I come back to the boat because I'm guessing, I was like, maybe that's a shark. It ended up being like an eight-foot fucking shark just sitting in there. Oh, a shark? No, I thought I was thinking it was going to be an eel. No, no, it was a shark. Damn. But, I mean, it was a nurse shark, so yeah. it was kind of, you know pussy but then we ended up catch i ran into another one when i was like a couple f- feet away from it diving down too and saw another shot i i almost shot the one where i just saw the tail because i was just wondering what what, what it was going to be but that would have been a mistake and there's a bunch of like stingrays and shit like that like big ass stingrays you saw while you're down there so that that part was pretty cool it's pretty cool seeing all the fish yeah it's stuff. fun fucking snorkeling and doing that that shit i did the the one in australia but then i also did a bunch in the caribbean and in Key West, I went spear fishing one time with my dad and and uh, like a guide and some other guy that he knew from from real estate shit. Um, and we went lobstering, but we had like basically we had something like a crowbar and a net. We didn't have a fucking gig, so like basically you had to scare them out and then catch them in the net and then hold the net and bring that shit back. Me and my dad didn't catch fucking shit, and the guide ended up catching a bunch. But uh, and then we went spear fishing with the actual gun, and I I like shot the thing once just as a joke. Like I never got, I never got close to anything was besides it? like a, a like a giant fucking barracuda. But I did see a a turtle and a, a shark. Like uh, when you say spear gun, it was more like a crossbow type gun, or yeah, it, okay. it was like a wooden one like that, and you you pressed the trigger and it shot out the rubber band thing with the 
yeah, whatever. But I didn't. I barely even shot the thing. Like I saw a couple fish, but I didn't really. I don't know. So one of the things about Belize is it it it's kind of like a lot of places to stay, but all the restaurants we went into they were kind of deserted. So like we were always like maybe one one table or out of like maybe three that they had in the whole restaurant type stuff there was barely any people how big is this island i think it's like eight miles long or something like that. yeah but like how populated is it apparently not very much well like there's places to stay all up and down like it, it basically there's a seaside of it and then there's like a they call it like I guess it's the Bayside kind of, but it's it, it's an island, so it's not really. But it's a lot calmer. There's mangroves and calm yeah. water on one side, and basically sea on the other. Hmm. And down the beach, there was tons of like rental places, like big ass um uh like uh, resorts and shit like that in there. And and you'd pass golf carts all day, but like when you went to go eat at night, there was never anybody there. It was like everybody cooked in or they ate really early because they didn't want to drive their golf cart around at night. Or maybe they like whatever hotel or all inclusive shit they were at they had food there and no one actually went out to the Well we went to like we ate at a place called Portofinos, which is like in a resort. And there was barely anybody there. Huh. We had a place called Rain, which was in another resort, and there was like two tables there the whole time. So I think I think they must have just ate earlier than us, or I don't know. It was huh. kind of weird. Most places kind of closed early there, so it was kind of an odd thing. But that is weird. One of the things I'd recommend doing, and um, like one of Ella's clients knew we were going down there, and I guess goes to Belize a little bit. So he somehow met a personal chef. He's got like a restaurant that does only uh, lunch during the day, and then he'll just come into your place and cook for you. This guy came, and we made a mistake. We did it like on the Thursday. We were there, so we are there from a Saturday to a Saturday, so we did it on Thursday. This guy comes, and he cooks at our place. We don't know what he's cooking. He ends up making like 12 lobster tails, eight steaks, big old pot of like— For four people. Well, I, I don't know how what, if they told him how many people were going to be there or not, but he makes this big old thing of, uh, of rice and beans, uh, like potato salad, um, conch ceviche, all all this shit. And he makes all – so now we have a ton of food. We should have done this earlier in the week. We didn't realize we were going to have so many leftovers, so – but it was it was really good. This guy Damn. was this guy was on point. I can I can give you all his restaurant if you hit me up. <laughs> so um that finder's that, fee. That was really good. One of the other things we did was there's a place in um Belize off of San Pedro on that coral reef called Hole Chan. H O L space C H A N. It's a Mayan word which means hole in the reef. So there's a big thing of the uh, scuba diving and snorkel and stuff. The people go to this thing. They call it the blue hole. <laughs> and so we took this. Um, they, we took this like a uh, snorkeling adventure thing. It was called like Island Dream Adventures or something or YOLO Tours. Oh God. So, anyway, we get on this. We get on this thing and. I don't, I'm not knowing what to expect, so I like I brought me a a, a drink onto this boat, and big old tall boy, blah blah blah. Did you bring an actual swimsuit? Yeah, so I brought this a swimsuit because I knew we were snorkeling. So anyway, we get on this thing, and it's like on a catamaran. It's got like maybe 
20 people plus staff on this thing. So, I mean, there's a – no, wait, hold on. There might have been more. Seven and sevens, 14 and eight. Yeah, okay, so 22. Anyway, it's the all 22. So we get on this catamaran, and it's open bar. Swag. So I'm thinking, wait, this is weird. I thought we were going snorkeling. This is and the half-ass snorkeling slash party boat. Anytime well, you're I, on a catamaran, it's not that serious. So I didn't know that at the time. So then we're going to do this, and then there's like we're swimming with sharks is what they do the second thing on. So it's like, okay, why is this open bar if we're going to be swimming with sharks? This yeah. This seems like an odd thing. So, okay, so I'm a little skeptical. So anyway, I get me a, some rum drinks going. We get to the blue hole. I go around the rim of the blue hole. <laughs> nice. And uh, it's pretty cool because you, you see, you're like, this is a pretty awesome coral reef. You got tuna swimming, like a school of tuna will swim with you as you're going through this whole thing. You see barracuda. You see uh, rays. Barracuda are fucking creepy looking, man. Yeah, they're like really long and fucking. And they have this fucking stink face. Mm-hmm. They're fucking they're creepy as hell, especially when they, like, you'll have a smaller ones, they're creepy, and then you get, like, a fucking four-footer. I think I ran into one when I was spearfishing in Key West that was my wingspan, and I was like, fuck this thing. So we we go or we go around this thing, and it's pretty cool, but we're in the water for maybe 40 minutes. I, I would have loved more time in the blue hole going around <laughs> its rim. And so we get back to the boat, and... It basically, we get back to the boat and we get on, and now it's okay. We're going to the second spot. It's where the the sharks are. Cool. We're gonna we're gonna go swim with sharks. This is gonna be awesome. So we pull up. As soon as we pull up, evidently this is like a, a known thing. The sharks are like sitting there, just ready to get fed as they see a boat come right up for so, that chum. So they get up there and they and they have like these um like pvc pipe cylinders with holes in them evidently they got like some little food in there that's hard for the sharks to get out so they they're struggling to get it out so anyway yeah, they like gotta a work squirrel for cage so we get in the water and they say hey look the water's pretty calm in here you don't need your fins but bring your snorkel so you, so you jump in the water and you get these like eight foot four to eight foot nurse sharks swimming all around you and they're going after this bait and they got rays there and then there's tuna swimming around you so you're in like this thing of tuna and you got all these sharks like balling up going through this are they touching you no they 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 basically the place we were at they said they didn't want us within uh 10 foot of the shark which we got a lot closer than that but how do you regulate that they specifically said that they didn't want you to touch the shark so, like, the closest I got to him is there was, like, a shark swimming to and from this thing, and they kept swimming right under me, and that was pretty fucking cool. But other than that, it, there was, like, no fear of danger. Like, I was thinking when we were doing this, there was going to be some danger. Like, I'm going to get to swim in the middle of all these sharks. Like, yeah. I'm thinking I'm going to do that tonic thing where I can put them to sleep under the nose and shit, like on Discovery Channel. Hey, look it up. It's pretty cool. Tonic? Yeah, it's called tonic, I think. It's like it's almost like hypnosis. You go under the nose where they're really sensitive. It kind of puts them to sleep, and you can make them go vertical and shit. Let's see if we can do that to Joe next time we see him. He does have big snots. Exactly. Um. So we do all that, and we're in the water for probably about thirty minutes. There, we get on the boat, and they take us to like this. Um, I guess this cove, which got a bunch they never of mangroves. Cu- have and they stuff. cut you off yet from drinking? Oh no, no, it's still open bar, still everything. And the, you got some manatees kind of swimming next to the boat, which is pretty cool. <laughs> Fat fucks. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, they're like sea walruses. 
but in warm areas. And so... Like sea elephants. Yeah, but with less geo. And then so they, they bust out Small some dicks, some, some, <laughs> some jerk chicken and some like some uh like Caribbean ribs. No wonder the manatees are so fat. You're feeding them jerk chicken and ribs. And, and we're starting in they got some rice and so we're start we get fed right there and then we're thinking, all right, come on, there's gotta be something else we do because we're not supposed to this thing's supposed to be like a a seven hour tour. And then we go back and now they're like, Oh yeah, um they find this like part of the ocean that's like two and a half to four foot deep and basically throw us out in there. And it's like a big kind of sandbar, but not really because the water's all covering it and basically put up a volleyball net and like, just bring us drinks in the water for about two hours while we hang out in the water. Damn. And then we get back on the boat. So these people are pounding drinks and there's some of the, the kids can't be more than like 18 to 19 that they're there yeah, with their like, mom. This is a recipe for fucking amateur hour. And it was, and it was awesome there's like some little kids that were like from the pac 12 schools one was from uh university of washington the other one's from colorado and they're just pounding drinks and there's a bathroom on the boat and they keep going to this boat bathroom to go piss open ocean bro this is like the world is our bathroom right they're now. going what to the you- bathroom to piss or are they going in there to do some coke bro connect the dots uh, but they, no, because they were they were getting in the water, so their coke would have had to been like some really sealed bags. So anyway, it's a, it's basically amateur hour. There's drunks, there's everything going on, and they like do this on. And you're purpose. taking volleyball way too seriously. No, I, I purposely didn't play because of that. Because I. <laughs> uh, so we we uh, there's a, uh, a a larger woman, and she's there solo. And Swag. she is getting fucking drinks, and she is socializing. And then on the way back after all this, everybody's been boozing for hours now. They start, the, as the music's going during the day, it's going from more like mellow hits to classic rock to a little like harder rock to then dance music. And now they're playing the dance music on the way back. A lot, Like, Jay bone would have loved this. A lot oh, of little John. I know where you're getting going here. This fucking hefty lady's feeling her oats, uh, and she's getting down to fucking apple-bottom jeans, boots with the fur. So they are fucking going ham dancing on this front of this catamaran. Who's they? The, like, the college kids? Like the, No, basically everybody but... The four people I'm with, because we're just loving and watching all oh, this. Oh, so the old people went on this too. Yeah. So everybody's getting down on this fucking boat, except for like the four of us and the crew. The crew's just sitting there, and the crew's sitting there counting how many people fall. As one person falls, the guy goes, that's one. Another person down, that's two. See, this is what's great about being out in international waters. In America, you're worried about getting sued. You're worried about whatever. In a foreign country like Mexico or Belize, they're fucking loving that they got all these white people way too fucking drunk, and they're rev- reveling in it. They're they're loving it. There was there was a lot of falling and shit. So Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the it was pretty fucking crazy. So that that was that was a good that was a good time. Other than that, we ate at a couple of restaurants. It was kind of mellow, hung by the pool a lot. But on the um on one of the days we went into town and there's a toll road to get into town. So you go across a bridge in your golf cart and going into town, you have to pay like 250 US to go into town. 
Well, you think a toll, they'd stop everybody. No, 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 no. They don't stop everybody. They're very selective on who they stop. Now, you're thinking, they just stop tourists. Yeah. Not every tourist they stop. They they get one, and then you let about five go. <laughs> they get another one, and let about five go. So what we realized is I was the most ethnic-looking person out of the group. So what they did is... <laughs> That's a white fucking group, by the way. I basically I took my hair out of my man bun and I wore it down and I'd wear like a generic shirt and be driving and they did never stop me. They waved on me like they thought Mahalo, I was alone. bro. They're looking at me like see you, bro. So Harley, you Harley must have been feeling himself after that. He was the most ethnic one, and he gets out of fucking paying for something. Oh man, I was I was pretty happy. Must about have that. got his fucking dick hard in his little Euro bathing suit. So then we, um, so my wife and uh, the two other people, they go into this art gallery because they're going to buy some art. Ugh. So I'm sitting there in the golf cart watching the stuff, basically the coolers in the back of the golf cart. <laughs> watching the beers. <laughs> I'm watching the beers, guys. Don't worry. I got this. So I'm sitting there drinking beer in the golf cart, and I'm sitting in front of like a, a, real, a realty place or something, and they're showing different properties on the screen and on this TV. So I'm just watching it. I'm just <laughs> drinking beer and watching these properties, how much they cost, all this shit. After your third beer, oh, I've seen that one already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're in there for a while. So all of a sudden, this person, and I kind of see him out of my periphery, rides his bike up and parks really close to me. And I'm not thinking anything of it, and the person, all of a sudden I hear, Hey, do you want to go? What do you think that means? If someone just pulls up to you and says, hey, you want to go? It's a guy or a girl? It's a guy. You want to fight? That's what I'm thinking. So I, I kind of slowly kind of turn. If and, it's a girl, I think they want to smush. And and he kind of looks at me. He's like, you want to go? And I said, so, dude, I don't know what you're talking about. He goes, you want the green or you want the white? Oh! <laughs> so and I, and I looked at him and I said, Nah, I, I, I'm good. He goes, nah, 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 nah. You look like the dude. You with the hair. <laughs> yeah, my hair's down at the time. I got my headband on. <laughs> oh, God, looking like a real douche. And Dra- he, pounding beers in a golf cart. By myself. Yeah. And he goes, you look like the kind of guy that wants to take the white into the strip club and fuck all the strippers. Oh, the Craig. <laughs> He's saying you look like a Craig. The Craigs are everywhere, even internationally. <laughs> I can't refute that. So so I kind of look at him, and now I'm curious how much this shit cost. And I'm not going to buy it. But then before I ask that question, I'm like, why is this person approaching me? Is this some kind of narc? Because... What do they look like? All right, so this guy... What do Belize people look like? Uh, so saying they look like Mexicans is kind of fucked up, but <laughs> Hawaiians, they kind of they, well, they look like they look like people from Central America that I've known. So they 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 look very Hispanic. Okay. So they, I mean it's it it so the guy's definitely Hispanic. He's got like a like a greased up Jerry curl. He's got a <laughs> fucking Mexican mustache. He's got a Jerry curl. That's what it kind of looked like. It was just styled and curled and gelled. So I kind of I kind of I was like, nah, dude. I, I mean, as much as fun as that sounds, I, I, I'm I'm good for today. He goes, all right. Well, if I see you here tomorrow, I was like, all right, man. Would I thought you wanted to get the price from him. But but you thought was, against it because you thought you yeah, could be I, getting I, a setup. Yes, I thought I could. I thought I was getting set up because like what? 
I mean, I've been approached about drugs before in my life, but never as openly and bra- brazenly as it was right there. And I'm like, what does like what does this guy think? Like, he's got to be a li- little bit more smooth. It, I've been approached too, but that's a little too much. It's he's kind of all up in my face. So it started going. Actually, off like, I've never been approached like that. Normally, it's a person just offering it to me for free. Yeah, this person was. You want the green or you want the white? Fuck. And you, so I thought that was kind of it's kind of crazy. Fucking um, thirst trap, and you little did he know you had no desire to have your thirst quenched. Damn. I'm, so that that was, you want to go? That's what that's what he and yeah, if, you know, it was one of those like wait, huh? Like all I'm doing, I'm that's saying, exactly what a cop would say too. Like if, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> So, like it would you more like hey dude you looking to keep the party going or something like that because like, you're pounding beers that's we- that is weird yeah so anyway I don't know what happened there but I was sitting there drinking beer and so when we're sitting there and I of course I tell my I tell my wife and uh, the other couple later and the the response from the friend's mom was I've never been offered drugs any time in my life how do you get offered drugs I was like I, was like, I don't know. Evidently, when you're sitting there in a golf cart looking a little lonely, pounding beers, you get offered stuff. Uh, I guarantee the boyfriend looks like a square too, so no one's gonna come up and offer him something. No, well, he, he he looks he looks like your business man yeah. who's well off. Like he he's he's not looking like a you know ethnic person like I was looking. Maybe he thought I was a local. Anyway, so that that's basically <laughs> most of Belize there. All the all the real highlights. Um, lot of lot of quality uh rest time after working all those long hours. So I was I was happy about it. It was it was uh it was a nice vacation from being in bumfuck Texas. Yeah, it was it was nice. Now the way back, the airplanes were just fucking terrible. Evidently, Delta was having issues with software and shit, and it it took us. We were delayed so many times coming back for stupid shit. It was just annoying. Even though, you, so the first class didn't uh, didn't work itself out on the way back. So what I would say is, evidently, there's some kind of rule that they can't serve the booze until you get up in the air. Yeah, I've heard when, of, when I've you, heard of when that you're, bullshit. When you're, but that's only when you're. Uh, on like an international territory like you went through customs it's an american plane american booze or whatever so they got to get off the runway like in a in the states they'll give you a drink in first class off the rip so then you you, we got stuck on the thing for about an hour just sitting on the plane so now you're not getting any of this first class treatment and then and then you finally get up in the air and then you get some then you get to atlanta and the taxi that there's another plane sitting where you're supposed to let go and so you wait some more. You're like an hour and a half late. We got to go through customs to make our next flight. We get through customs. Okay, we got an hour to the next flight. Good thing we had a three-hour layover. Oh, God. And then that plane's delayed an hour. And then you get on that plane, and then it's delayed. And then You just you- want to be fucking home. It's just like yeah. enough of this fucking shit. So yeah. supposed to, supposed to be home by like 8 and ended up landing 10. So it wasn't. Overall, it only wasn't two it. hours. But but you were delayed the whole time, and you sat on a plane for a lot of like a lot so of your, how you're only down because, for two hours because you had a three hour layover in um in Atlanta. So so that made two up of the hours it. it got ate up right there. Uh, so it would have been four hours if it or you know if I didn't have that. So. You didn't have the big layover. But it was nice. It, it's it's a sounds petty. It was a free flight for me, and I'm complaining about it. But that's what I do. Free flight. And did you get put up for free too? Did you have to pay for any of this baller house? 
No, they paid for the house. So, but I mean, we paid for stuff while we we're there, booze and some of the food. Yeah, I know, and stuff. but but that was, but, that, but uh, these people didn't the want. Bucket. Yeah, these people didn't want me to really pay. So we're gonna do something nice for them later. Like, eat, like the when when you're at a, a dinner when there's like you, your wife, and then like two people that look like they could be your parents potentially. The check always goes to that guy, and yeah. I'm not. I can't fight him over the check. So I caught the you ones could, I could, but I, yeah. I, it's these people are willing like they're yeah. they're offering they put us up I for know, all the stuff know, so i'm just saying you got a fucking sweet deal on a yeah. vacation that beats the shit had a groupon yeah so that was a lot of fun so that's my belizean uh vacation big nice. shout out if you need any belize questions i got plenty of them i got answers and uh it was it was a lot of fun like the golf carts love belican supporting the shirt right now uh can't buy it in america as far as i know so uh san pedro uh, What's that on the front? Is that some sort of hat? Oh, no, that's it says a Mayan, Mayan temple? temple. Yeah, it's a Mayan temple. Yeah, that's it's a pretty shitty shirt. How much you pay for that? Uh, Twelve dollars U.S. Oh, that's it, not, no, it feels good. It feels value. Really, it, feels it does really look good. comfortable. It's just it a shit design. I mean that that's the that's the make on the uh, beers. This Mayan temple. It's on it's on the beer and it stuff. It looks like shit though. If they just left it the Belkin beer, San Pedro believes a hey, twelve dollars and it's butter soft, so you can't complain. Sully, you fuck. (laughs) All right, so now we're going to end up calling Joe and getting some travel tips. But first, a moment from our sponsors. We don't have any sponsors, so that was was about it. Fuck. Yeah. We we lost ZipRecruiter now that Craig's got a job. Allegedly. Yeah, I've never seen him work yet. You you figure they would want to... uh Keeps, yeah, keep sponsoring the podcast after we have the success story that was Craig. You know, we got him a job out in Lake Charles. He's out on his own, taking his first baby steps. We tried to call him tonight, and we may put that on the uh, extra credit, the extra, you know. Extended cuts. Yeah, extended cut bonus footage of the podcast. But uh, he didn't pick up. But the zip recruiter worked for us, so um, they may have not found the best candidate for the job, but they found somebody. That was our our beloved Craigers. All right, so now we're gonna uh, call Joe and uh, do it to it on the podcast. Can I call him an expert? Uh, as far as his podcast goes, yeah, he's an expert. He's an expert in talking small podcasts, but I know he knows all. But does he know all about couples vacations? Because that's what we're needing an expert on. Yeah, that's what we're talking about right now. So. Harley just got done with a a couple's retreat. Joe is known to do various couple retreats. We got our boy Double D ducking us. He went on a couple's retreat. We'll try to call him later, but he probably won't pick up because he's got mild Asperger's. Um, And then I'm about to have a couple's retreat this weekend for a few days in Chi-Town. So, Joe, I I need some tips. This is the first time uh, leaving town with the with the old lady. Nah, uh, we uh, we went to my parents' pla- uh, place in Key West for Christmas time, so we did that. Been to her parents' places a couple times, but this is the first time. Uh, Just you two, I guess, away from home turf. Well, her uh, her stepdad's living up there now, and her mom's gonna come up too. But I mean, we're not gonna be with them the majority of the time i i don't think so yeah are you staying with them no i got a hotel where at uh it's downtown like in the loop 
I'm not quite sure. I need to look it up. I can look. I can look it up right now. As you. All right. So just little, city, man. little quick background. Um, Al is uh, taking a trip to Chicago. Chicago. Uh, Joe and myself have both been to Chicago. Joe very recently. Me, it's about four or five years. I thought Joe said he's about to go. We uh, both just went and we're about to go back. Big fan of Deep Dish. So we're both right. <laughs> Score one up for TSP. So, Joe, uh, what did you go to Chicago for while Al's looking this up? Uh, in Well, we previously went earlier this year, February or so, and we just went to get away. We had never been to Chicago before, and we wanted to – we, we just – oh, that's right. We went to go see Hamilton. That's, that's what we went up there. <laughs> Man card! <laughs> now – Dude, we've seen it twice now. Uh, negative two yeah. man cards. Uh, Joe, it's, a, it's, we it's okay. There, and now we're going back uh, the weekend, I guess in three weeks, to go to Johnny's wedding. Old John Boy's getting married up there. Oh, you guys already did the bachelor party? Did he go back to Vegas and not leave that oxygen bar? <laughs> no, we went to... He wanted... He lives in... Uh, he moves... He moved over to Vancouver, Washington, so he lives just north of Portland now. Wait, what a let so he down, wanted what, to... Vancouver, Washington? Yeah, what a letdown of a sentence. Like, Vancouver, oh, Washington, oh, I don't, you know. So so he wanted to come, so we went to Savannah for his bachelor party. I've heard of people going there for that, but you guys aren't big golfers. No, but you do like we, slavery, we, we, though, so... We went deep sea fishing and had a good time. All right, so Joe, clearly, clearly Johnny's getting married in Chicago because they have the best oxygen bar in the U.S. Uh, do tell, where are y'all going to get oxygen? Uh, I ha- I don't know. I guess we'll go to the uh, the pier or the top of the Sears Tower. With Joe's nose that big, everywhere he goes is an oxygen bar because he's sucking up everybody's air. Well, Joe also made the fatal mistake calling it the Sears Tower. Last time I checked, it was the Willis Tower, Joe. Get your facts straight. Fuck, I don't know if I should be taking advice from him. He doesn't even know it's the Willis Tower. Well, uh, have you found out where you're staying yet? Yes, it's the Millennium Knickerbocker Hotel. What the fuck did you get that on? Hotels tonight? No. Uh, It's like... Uh, two blocks away from the water. Okay, so it seems like it's on the Magnificent Mile or right I, next to it. Are you by Millennium Park? Oh, is yeah. Over, I over am the- on the Magnificent Mile, kind of. This is where I'm at. Damn. Har- I, all right. So, so far, Harley sounds like he knows what he's talking about. Joe, not so, so much. North, so you're north of the river. That's a that's a nice area. The the A key thing I will bring out or I will mention is you got to make sure you and your girl are on the same page as far as a few things go. Number one is getting around. You know, it's a big city. When Haley and I go places, we like to walk around and explore places. We'll walk around 10, 12 miles in a day. Now, if you and your girl, if you want to do that and she doesn't, that's going to cause some tension. So you need to uh, set your expectations on the front end and make sure uh, you you guys get a couple, you know, those things straight. Number two... Wait, hold on. Don't. On your number one, you kind of threw me for a second because I thought you were talking about swinging at first. No, yeah, how no, are you going to get around? It. Like, it's it's a city that we're not going to be back at very often, I don't think. So, like, 
Could it be down for three ways? That's what Harley's talking about here. Joe? That's not where I was going with that, but I mean, if that's what you're into, that's fine, man. Well, how'd it work out for you? Uh, we don't get down like that. Would you stop dropping the fucking phone? Joe, but have you ever had a threesome where uh, Haley's feeding your kid and then you get in some action there? Have you ever done that three-way? Done that, but I have tried. <laughs> no, no way he's tried. No way he's tried. That was pure podcast pop. I'm calling shenanigans. I, I believe Joe's tried. I mean, he thinks, you know, soda makes it look good, and then he wants to latch on the other side, and I could see comedy ensuing. That's, that's a mother of his yeah. nursing baby. I, I don't think Joe's trying to stick it to her. <laughs> All right, so, so Joe, what's number two? No, number two actually deals with number two. <laughs> in the hotel lobby if you have a small hotel room. And a lot of these Chicago hotels are pretty small. They're like New York hotels. So don't defile the entire room with a prank war when you can go to the lobby and... It's the same as an RV, man. You don't poop on the RV. Uh, all right, Joe. I probably wouldn't have thought of that, but now that you mention it, I will be doing that. And since you said what you said, expect a shit snap for me, Brolo. So, Joe, how do you make sure that she doesn't do this? Do you have this conversation with her like, truce, I don't blow up the bathroom if you don't blow up the bathroom, but once it, once one of us fires, it's game on? Battle shits. <laughs> I would think she would be uh, respectful enough and trying to not embarrass herself enough to bomb out the bathroom. <laughs> okay, I got you. So Joe's already beat it into her to don't shit around me. You don't like you don't play that shit. Oh no, it's just a common courtesy. If you gotta go, man, you gotta go. No one's gonna hold it against you. But it, it's a general rule of thumb is to poop in the lobby. If it's going to, especially if it's going to be, you know, there's a lot of ethnic food up there. Harley, where is that when you room with Craig? <laughs> that went out the window real quick and you guys opened it wide enough to let the stink out. So, yeah, I was shit for shit the moment we got there. Oof, that was rough. All right, Joe, that's a good one. I like that one. The walking thing, that's pretty good. Uh, you know, once she starts bitching about her feet, you know, I'm just going to play it from there, but. Should appropriate be footwear. Appropriate footwear is a good travel. Yeah. So for Joe, it's sandals. <laughs> Mandals. So another thing about Chicago specifically, Lincoln Park has a free zoo that is open to the public. I fucking hate Lincoln Park, dude. Don't mention them around me. And it doesn't even matter. All right, so you, what you're recommending is he take his babe to a cheap zoo. <laughs> hey, this is, the polar bears are free. Babe, I got this. I got this. And you, on the way, you get a really nice uh, skyline of the city. I won't lie. I'm probably going to do that. I'll look that one up. <laughs> seems seems all right. Zoo. And up near that way, up that way, that's north of the loop. And that's kind of on the way to Wrigley. And that's where some of the best Chicago deep dish pizza is. All right, list your and top deep dish pizzas, Joe. I don't like was, deep well, dish. We did, we did a pizza tour up there, uh, and we started at... Sounds like Fitness Joe's cheat day. <laughs> oh, dude, I ate like five pounds of pizza that day. <laughs> it was Pequod's. I have that on my list. 
that that place was the best. And then we also went to whatever's the the big one, the the main one that's kind of by Millennium Park, not Lose. Uno's? Uh, Giordano's? Giordano's? I didn't like Giordano's. That that place was that that pizza was stupid. It was it's not called deep dish. I think they call that one stuffed. <laughs> it, it was it was uh, Paisano's. Oh, like uh, Seinfeld. Paisano, Paisano. It was pretty good, but Pequod's up on up in the North Loop up there is, is was the best. Oh, that I got we had. I got that written down. Good to know that. Also got coal fire on my list. Doesn't seem that like was it. the that was all really good. That's that's thin. That's up in that way. Yeah, thin's in yeah, though, Joe. We, and then I have that we we both decided we preferred uh, New York style pizza to Chicago style. Oh, so that course. was at the end of the tour. Yeah, but you're in Chicago. It, yeah. This is you don't fucking bring New York here. This is you need to experience the city. None of this bullshit. That was on the pizza tour, man. They brought us well, to the South Fucking Luke. bullshit pizza well, tour. Joe, did you pay for this pizza tour or did you map out your own pizza tour? I'm not sure which oh. one I'm more ashamed of. You paid for it. How, how, much, how much for the pizza tour? Uh, it was probably 40 bucks. Are you like kidding I, like me? Said, Wait, did you have to pay for no, pizza man. once you were there? Or no. it's 40 bucks just to get you around? No, no. It covers everything. And we didn't have to wait in the line at Pequod's, which is probably the number one uh, uh, benefit of it. What's that line looking like? Uh, they said it on a Saturday it can be up to like two hours. Good googly moogly. I'm going I, to Mile Nadis. Fuck that. Lose is good. I like lose. And Haley was up there for the bachelorette party, and she went to the hot dog place. Portillo's. I have that on my list. I have actually four or five hot dog places on my list. I'm so mad that hot dogs got closed down. Hot dogs is good people. And we did the th- we did the one. What was that? The John Hancock building where they do the tilt. It's Herbie, uh, it's Herbie Hancock. Well, we did the one where they take you to the top. They have the observation deck up there, and they put you in the glass uh, against the window that like tilts out 30 degrees, and you look pretty much down at the street. What's that called? It's the Hancock Observatory. So, Joe, on yeah. that on that observatory, did you go at night? Because that one's open at night. We went. No, we went during the daytime. That one wasn't worth it, in my opinion. It wasn't worth it. Whatever that extra eighteen bucks. Ooh. Total to do it. Yeah. Big city prices. Well, they got some stuff where you can buy. It's like a brochure, or it's like one of those like. Like how the kids at school sell like the coupon books, you can buy that and it's got admission tickets to all these yeah. places and it's got some value. I forget what it's called. We I, did that. They they had something similar when we did that in San Diego. We're talking about Chicago, and, Joe. Yeah, I know. I'm just name dropping the place all the all the things we're going to. Exactly, Joe. Go car. Where where are you flying into? You flying into O'Hare? No, I'm going into uh, Midway. Way. Southwest, baby. I'm going to get sucked out that plane window. Uh, does, mm-hmm. does the does the uh, train go to Midway? I have no idea. Okay, because it goes to O'Hare. That's how I got from the airport. I took the uh, the other uh, version of the metro. I forget what it's called. The blue line, bro. Another, another tip for you. We found Lyft to be cheaper than Uber in Chicago. Interesting. I guess Amber's paying. So, She's got the Lyft. Keep that, keep that on you in mind. 
All right, so Joe, so far your tips for a couple's vacation. Uh, one, make sure you understand your mode of transportation, lift, walk, whatever. Number two, shit in the lobby. <laughs> Don't make poop wars. And number three, go on pizza tours. You go on or pay for free I would, stuff. I would say the pizza store, the pizza tour is more of a know where you want to go eat beforehand. Because if you're just walking around the city, you're going to be like, ooh, that looks good. Ooh, that looks good on every block, every corner. And it's going to just get overwhelming. So have a, have in your mind where you want to go eat and where you're going. I like how Joe used the word look instead of smell because we know what actually drives Joe's attention. <laughs> Hey, when we were in San Diego, I, I keep bringing this up because that's the last place we went, really. We were just walking around, and we found this place called the Donut Bar. They served – it was a donut bar that opens at night, and they serve beer. So it was like a bar that served gourmet donuts all night. It was great. How many pounds did you gain on that one? At that place, I did follow my nose, and that's how we found it. Yeah, but how many pounds did you gain on that trip? You said five from Chicago. Uh, no, I I didn't gain five pounds. I shit most of it out. But uh, <laughs> in the Diego, lobby, good to know. <laughs> we didn't really do all that much walking around San Diego. Uh, we drove a lot, but we walked around. We went to the zoo there, and we walked. I don't know, like ten miles around the zoo. Stop trying to act like you're a big walker, Joe. Until you log it in your Nike Plus app, I don't want to hear shit. You can log walking. Yeah. You can turn your app on and walk. I don't see why you can't. Jesus, that's a Craig move. Um, Rest in I, got, I don't even turn turn it on. What do you think? I don't have a, a fitness tracker that I wear on my wrist? Well, yeah, but that's just to beat off. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee it's on your right hand, isn't it, Joe? No, it's on my left hand. No, you must, you must have started beating off at the left hand. Switch just to hitter. make it difficult. Make it last longer. So who's more uh, who's more traveled, you or her? It's got to be me. Who's from Alaska, though, right? What does that have to do about traveling? That's far away from fucking everything. Yeah, so that means you either travel a lot or you don't travel at all. And she's more of the, the hasn't really traveled at all. Like, she'll be shocked at how big the city is. Yeah, she's not used to big things. No, she is, is she not. Gonna be you going to get nervous about walking around at night, especially in a big city? Probably. That every Doesn't every woman? And I'm terrible Haley at that. Does. I'm terrible at that. Like, I'll walk through fucking the worst neighborhoods because who, who wants to mess with me? I'm not. Yeah. I don't look like I have any money or anything. They see that patch and assume you are. You can't rape me. So. That's debatable. Embrace <laughs> I mean, debate. Technically, they can. So, they could, but why would you want to? I guess it is still going to be Pride Month, but... So, Joe, <laughs> what's the biggest fight to avoid on the road and how to avoid fights? Because fighting can ruin the vacation. Why? Airport stuff can get very stressful. Airport, if, if there's delays, things can get very stressful very quickly, and at that point, you're not really watching your tongue and things start flying. <laughs> So had, for for Joe, me, what he means is pack a snack because either of y'all can get hungry and cranky. And they can always buy a Snickers. Every airport's got food, and you can always eat in an airport. But no, airport food uh, is it, the fucking we, worst, though. Nah, dude, they're getting a Shake Shack in uh, New Orleans airport. Well, I don't see it yet. 
It's in the new terminal. I'll, I'll tell you about it later. They, uh, the one time that Haley and I, we had our worst day of travel. Is remember that day? If you was the last year or so when all the Delta flights were grounded for like a week, uh, the power went out in Atlanta and everyone's flight got fucked up. Okay, keep going. That, that hat, we were flying out that day that it started happening. And we were flying out of Chattanooga, which goes to Atlanta. So they were trying to tell us we couldn't get to Atlanta. And they were, gonna, they were trying to get a bus down to Atlanta when we had already known that no flights were leaving. So they wanted to get us into the terminals there just to basically spend a couple nights there waiting for the planes to get back. So what Joe, we did stop. was we were trying stop. to get <laughs> what? You have something in the background of your phone that just needs to stop. I don't know if Haley's breast pumping or you're... <laughs> Juggling gravel, you're taking a piss, but juggling. Not juggling anything. I'll plug it. I don't know what it is. You have this background, like like a black and white TV noise in the background. You shouldn't. Uh, There's no noise. She's not pumping. She's done. Okay. But anyway, we had to get on the we had to get on the horn or on the phones and try and cancel flights and book new flights out of Nashville, all while trying to you know not lose all the money that we had already paid for these other flights. It got very stressful very fast, but it all it just keep in mind it all works out in the end. No, how are they gonna? So, how their whole system gonna be down and they're still gonna charge you for the flight? Like that doesn't seem like a possibility. Well, it, yeah, because the weather, I don't know, the weather caveat, we ended up getting our money back, plus a bunch of frequent flyer points. Ooh, also, travel tip, join a flight rewards program and take advantage. Uh, I recommend, if you go Southwest a lot, I recommend a Southwest credit card because you get double the miles. Yeah, but I've heard the whole miles thing is a scam. Like, I just have my credit card and use that, and I get points off of that, and I could use it for anything. Like, why would I use the Southwest card? Because if you get like two points per dollar spent on your credit card, if you buy, if you use that one Southwest card and only buy Southwest flights with it, you get like five times the points. So just buy the card to use it only to buy Southwest flights. That, that, well, you're I'll not somehow gonna, profit. You're not going to make enough points that way. That's a bad. That's bad. I have a United well, card, have- and I make all my purchases on my United card, and then I rack up all the points from flying on United, and then I get free flights and upgrade to first class all the time. So, no, not to brag. I guess the first. The- Go ahead. The first class thing seems worth it, but like using using that United card for every single thing, like. If you use a regular credit card, you just get straight up money for it. Like, are you really getting that much more off the miles? Depends on what your reward yeah. system on your credit card is. Me personally, I'd rather just redeem the flights because I don't think I'm getting that much money back anyway. Getting upgraded to first class is worth the the uh, the you know free drinks and all that shit. You get more leg room. That and that experience is funner on the trip. It makes your wife a lot happier. Yeah, and sometimes they do deals where your points will go farther. They'll they'll do it's specials further. on fares, so you won't have you know instead of say, you know, ten thousand miles for a flight or five hundred dollars, it will be five thousand miles for the flight or five hundred dollars. So you know, what that, what airline things. credit card do you have, Joe? Uh, Haley has a Delta Sky Miles card, and I'm about to get a United card. Ooh, this team's uh, racking up the airways. We do, man. All right. So, 
Joe, the biggest fights around flights. What happens when you get to somewhere and one of y'all's a little drunk and hungover and then y'all <laughs> had plans to do something that you've already paid for? How do you navigate that situation? That that sounds like that sounds like a, a one a one sex problem there because this would never <laughs> happen to a dude. That's a very uh, specific. Uh, yeah, that <laughs> too. No, we have never encountered that. Well, evidently you don't party enough on the road. Well, Haley was pregnant, so she couldn't drink for at least nine months. So. Oh yeah, that's true. Joe doesn't drink much anyway. He's more into fitness. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. The, we, air, the airport's I mean, always like, fucking stressful. We like to absorb the culture of the areas we visit so we don't miss out on our uh, on the things we we have planned to do. What? What the fuck? <laughs> do you mean like you go buy sombreros and shit and walk around Mexico? What do you mean you absorb the culture? You go fucking if, buy cowboy know, boots and fucking wranglers? I and... thought they said they didn't swing. Absorb the culture means only one thing in my book. Neither of us got so drunk the night before that we missed out something we had planned the next day. The other one would be very pissed at that. Person. Okay, well, I can guarantee that is going to happen on my trip. One of us is going to be fucking hung over to hell. And I think, I think Joe, I'll, I'll put that out there in the front. If one of us is hungover, the other one's just going to go out and fucking freewheel it. Don't fucking stay with me hungover in the hotel room and try to think you're fucking taking care of me or whatever. Okay, but she's got a you, you're dangerous situation. If she's the one left behind and, she's, and she wants you to stay and take care of her, this could be a lot of tension. That's why I'm saying this would be a good thing to put out front here. Put the horse ahead of the cart. Put the nose in front of the face. Yeah, but I think that's one. Even if she agrees to, she's allowed to go back on it because she can go yeah, back on get... it. But I still got that fucking. I mean, we may we may not come to an agreement on that. Whenever <laughs> no Tacy's backsies. Exactly. If I put it on, hey, if you're really fucking shit faced from Friday night and you can't go do whatever Saturday, I ain't fucking staying in the room all day Saturday. I'm gonna go to a bar, or do something, and absorb the culture, as Joe says. Hey, honey, sorry, Joe told me to absorb the culture. You've been hungover. I don't think I've ever been so hungover that I'm not willing to do anything the next day. What? That's just a waste of money. That's just you a did, waste of time. You mean on vacation or ever? Come on, on Joe. On vacation. On okay. vacation. Yeah, on vacation. I, I, I've gotten, I've done that before, but it is but what it, it like is. What it is. Like a beach vacation. That's okay because you can just lounge on the beach all day. When you're in a city, man, you got to get out and explore. All yeah, right. Joe, you'll have to listen to. Uh, I have this very same scenario in the earlier part of the pod where I talk about Belize, and I'm the one hungover. You so, won't believe it, Joe. It's unbelievable. I was about to make that joke, too. Well, it's on every T-shirt down there. Just fucking let's go. <laughs> how, how was Belize? Uh, Where'd you Joe, say? listen to the fucking pod. Well, Casa Layla, come on. We're going to go. We were going to go. That was one of the first places we almost went. We'll we'll take this off air, Joe. I'd love to talk to you about Belize. All right, so that's one of the things that I struggle with when I go on vacation is when one of us is ready to do something and the other one is, for whatever reason, in uh, dragon ass ass mode. Yeah. The, The other thing is what I'm worried about is I'm a cheapskate, and I don't want to uh, spend any more money than I would normally like around here. So, like, if we're going to a bar and something's way overpriced, 
I don't care if you want to get wine. That's bullshit. They're upcharging that. I, I, we're not doing that. And I get I get mad about it. And so what I'm going to say is make sure you don't fret about spending money because that's what gets me in a lot of hot water during couples vacations because I can't get out of my own personality and absorb the culture. That's, that's, a, that's a good call. When we go on vacation, we kind of just suspend all of our frugality. We, uh, we, we will spend. Joe, 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 you're breaking up real quick. Go back over there. You said frugality. Yeah, that's how <laughs> suspend frugality. And we frugality, frugality, you fucking plebe. <laughs> I, I, don't, I can't guarantee one way or the other. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So, sorry, Joe. Joe, I'm kind of like you. I, I fucking, I'll just, whatever, charge it. Oh, they I'll do it once in a bar, but if I notice it's crazy, like Harley's talking about, like some bar we look—I looked at earlier today had a Tito's, uh, like just straight up Tito's was ten dollars, and I was like, "All right, I mean places like that, I'll just get one drink and then let's go to the next bar." Is is kind of what I'm thinking, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna throw cash. I don't so, really care. So like kind of where your hotel is in Chicago. There's a lot in the inside the loop there in like downtown. There's a lot of these like t- really trendy where young people go after work and drink and shit. So I've went in there before and ordered a Budweiser and it was like six fifty and I, I was just sitting there so irate. It made me not have a good time because I spent an extra three dollars on a fucking Budweiser during happy hour. I'm def- definitely gonna make sure I'm bringing a flask too. Top bars are all the rage in Chicago apparently too. Yeah, I I scoped out a couple of those. Apparently, during the winter, you can do fucking curling on some of these rooftop bars. That sounds pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, they had. I, I know they have one, at least one up there that does that. All right, back to other it's things. It's like a bocce. <laughs> Go ahead, Joe. During a curling court during the winter time. Oh, great stuff! All right, so. <laughs> One of the other things that I think we struggle with is the packing. So with me and my wife, she wants me to pack as almost as little as possible so she can use the extra space in my suitcase for her shit. And so we have a lot of fighting over packing. So over the years, this is our this is how we do it. I put out the clothes I want. She packs both bags. So I think I ultimately win here, but I always end up with a bunch of her shit in my bag. And then she complains that I bring too much stuff. That seems like you found the the middle ground there. What do you do, Joe? I got two options here. Either <laughs> one. How many nights are you going for? Uh, like three nights. nights you- like three nights, I think. You could probably get a, you could probably get away with one check bag and a carry on. Well, that's a problem. No, you don't want to. You don't want her to check a bag and you not, because then you're waiting on her to get her bag. That's just a pissed off situation. I think that's what's gonna happen. I'm just gonna fucking <laughs> if eat she it. Travels light. If she travels light, what girl travels bag. light, Joe? No, right. Okay. That brings me <laughs> to my second point, which is a callback. Airline rewards pre- or credit cards. They'll usually give you a bonus perks of free check bag. Hmm. So check will. So that's one of the things that we fight about is bag space. And then, like, the other thing is have enough room for souvenirs, a.k.a. shit she wants to buy during it. No, that's fucking gay. 
that's stupid. Don't As, get souvenirs. Souvenirs are stupid. <laughs> hey, yeah, but uh, souvenirs don't just... Well, I'm wearing one right yeah, exactly. now. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. As Harley's wearing a souvenir right now, talking shit about him. Yeah, if a souvenir's a t-shirt, that's fine. If, it, if you're trying to ship back some ornate, fragile thing that you have to wrap in like 10 inches of bubble wrap, then it's... No, that's stupid. Buy it on Amazon. Well, yeah, because he's in Chicago. But if you're like overseas, like in Belize, sometimes you have to like carry on some uh, artwork to the plane. Yeah, you guys it's bought all artwork in Belize. You've already heard this. This it's is on the podcast. <laughs> Allegedly. Go, Joe. To, an- to answer your question is we. I, I don't. I don't have a lot, so I don't really care. We we have never argued about checking bet or about. Who, how much bag space? Sure, she may put some stuff in my suitcase, but it's because I don't, I don't pack a lot. I don't, I, I t-shirts and jeans and shorts and whatever, depending on the season. It's, you know, and maybe like one or one nice outfit, depending on how long we're staying. <laughs> one nice outfit to wear multiple times. Oh yeah, man, you gotta travel uh, smart. You gotta pack efficiently. Yeah, I generally pack a little bit too much stuff just because I'm thinking, well, if we do this, I want this, this, that, and the other. But she always packs way more shit than I do. If she checks a bag, whatever, I'll just eat the eat the time that, in there. That takes, that takes time to figure out, uh, to pack what you need. See, how, how many trips have you and Ella gone on, Harley? Like, long, long, long trips. Uh, we've been to Nashville, Cabo... Belize went to Key West with Nob's parents. Um, I, like a couple of trips to like the casinos in Mississippi. That doesn't count. No, it does count. That Believe does count. me, that does count. <laughs> that's a car. That's a long car ride. That's what? fucking the worst part. That's like the Thunderdome <laughs> and big hangover hours at the casino. Well, yeah, but then you got the pool, so I mean, it's kind of good. So, but uh, there, there's a couple of things I'm probably missing in there. But I'm talking about. Airplanes that take a, a check bag. Well, like not just like, but, but okay. So one one of the other things, Joe, is like on our trip to Key West, she wanted to get some sleep because one of the big things I've noticed is women don't seem to want to catch the earliest plane in the morning. I'm catching a 7 a.m. flight. Me, I love to catch the first fucking plane because it's a travel day. Travel day. The whole goal is to get there as fast as possible, as early <laughs> in the day, so I have as much time over there. Joe, what do you think? I agree. We always catch. There's always one that gets us to Atlanta that leaves at like 6:50 out of Chattanooga. All right, so that that's kind, that's kind of like how I roll. Me too. I've my, got the 7 a.m. flight. My wife hates that. She wants to sleep in and fly out at like 9:30. Well, 9:30 flights are more expensive because that's what all the jabronis want to do. So I try to get the really early one. So I've made the mistake before of trying to get let her sleep in long as possible and cut it so close to the airport that we couldn't check bags going to Key West and, <laughs> we, missed our, and we missed our flight. So what I would say is make sure that she's on board with the airport time and that whether she is the wants to sleep in the car ride there or whatnot, she understands the plan. <laughs> yep. Very true. Very true. Always, I will say I will say another uh, thing that we've learned. It is worth the extra hundred or so dollars per person. I think our limit is about two hundred dollars a person. It's worth it. The convenience to fly out of out of our small airport locally than to drive to Atlanta. 
Joe. It is. Joe. <laughs> what? Uh, whatever just happened, don't do that again. <laughs> Your background fuzziness was terrible. But, yeah, you you would rather pay the extra couple hundred to go to the closer airport than drive for hours. The Chattanooga airport is 10 minutes away from our house. We can park and check in, check bags and be through security in 15 minutes after parking. And and then we're right there. We have to be we have to get there. We we leave the house no more than an hour and a half before the flight leaves. That sounds like Baton Rouge versus New Orleans airports, but Harley claims he always gets cheaper fucking flights out of Baton Rouge. I don't, I don't, I never find the ones he's talking about. We get occasionally ones like that. It's cheaper to fly out here, but there's, it's normally about $200 per person is the limit I'm willing to pay extra to fly out of Chattanooga. $200? that two, the last thing you want to do after travel day is to fucking drive two hours at the end of your trip yeah that does suck but plus parking's a lot cheaper in the smaller airports than like the major ones like new orleans they charge almost like 17 to 20 dollars a day yeah it's crazy damn is it really that much yeah i think atlanta if you park at the faraway lot it's like 10 dollars a day it adds up joe so that that's another one of my my big things the the other one is is the how do I say the expectation of how many times y'all are going to do it and, <laughs> and and how how you're going to spice it up on vacation because you're on vacation it's time to spice it up a little oh, bit Jesus Christ Harley's talking about that Aaron Andrews special where they got a guy watching through the people so Joe it's hotel you're paying for the hotel. You're basically paying for the sex. Yeah. So that's but but you have to be on the same page with it. Like you can't you can't just end up begging for sex during it because you're in a hotel. You have to kind of plan out your what your expectations are up front so that you're not dis- disappointed on the third night and you've only got it in once and you're sitting there going, well, "What the fuck am I spending all this money on this vacation for?" <laughs> Another oddly specific scenario, Joe. Here's here's a tip. Request a hotel at the with the highest floor possible so you can put her against the window and she won't feel weird about it. See, the, but the thing is is she's got to be okay with that. Like if she does her and then you're like, "Oh fuck, now this is let's just go in the bed and do normal stuff." Joe, you can That's do That's why you get the highest floor. Joe, you can do that. You can be like, hey, can we get the highest floor? Like, I've never specifically requested a certain hotel room. Just wink at the guy afterwards so he knows why you're doing it. You can call ahead. Don't you travel for work? You're not a hotel rewards loyalty program guy? Me? I think I have, like, a Holiday Inn one, but no, I don't don't travel very often. When I do, it's to a bumfuck city. IHG, if you're a Holiday Inn IHG rewards member, they will. Uh, you can request preferences on hotel rooms. Joe wants one with the window overlooking the magnificent miles, so he can have magnificent pleasure. Now, I don't think we'll get to our buddy Double D, but he just started working a new job in downtown Houston, and across the street is like a courtyard Marriott. And one day, all the all of his new uh, coworkers piled into his office or somewhere in the office to look out the window because they saw this chick with some pretty big tits getting railed on the 12th floor at the hotel. So, Joe... See, she could be that girl. You can have her be that girl. I don't want that. You won't know, though. 
The mis- the mystique is what you're going for. It it's like, be- look what I have. All this city, glory to Al. It would be hilarious to be doing that, and then like just you kind of look up. And you see, like, a, a group of dudes with ties on, like, giving you the fucking thumbs up and cheering you on. Like, that's got to be quite the rush. I might do it for that oh, feeling. They don't know you. You don't know them. They'll never see you again. They'll Joe, see it on World Star. Joe, I'm pretty distinct looking. You just say you'll see me on World Star? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> All right, so, Joe, these have been some pretty good tips so far. What about, can I ask you this question? Did you and your wife ever go on vacation together before you were uh, engaged? Oh, yeah. Okay. So how did you navigate the romantic uh, situations you were in before you proposed? Because that sometimes, if you're not on the same page in the relationship... Could get a little awkward. Adam Carolla talks about that. I think the first place we went, we went to Mexico, and it was probably less, what, six months, Haley? After it was February of the of the first year we started dating. So Joe doesn't we believe were, in love and first sight. We were almost, we were, we moved in together that May. So we were, I think, already planning on moving in together when her, when her lease had run up. So this is big pressure. So I, this vacation's romantic. You're moving in. This is a make or break vacation. I think we were already, yeah, we, I think we were already on the same page. And that's when uh, she had, it was a Valentine's Day. Oh, this is a funny story. Valentine's actually. Day. It was Valentine's Day. There we go. And she got trashed. We went to an all-inclusive. She got trashed on wine. And I was joking that I was going to be moving to Arizona. And she cried for three hours. Funny joke, dinner. Joe. Real funny <laughs> joke on Valentine's Day. Mr. Romance. Takes her to an all-inclusive in Mexico after asking her to move in with him. And you know what he does? Makes her fucking cry on Valentine's Day. It's the Dominican Republic, not Mexico. Doesn't but, matter, but... Haley should have known was that was me- a bluff. The air is too dry out there. You would get so many nosebleeds. It was the day before Valentine's Day because the next day was Valentine's Day, and she had an allergic reaction and broke out in hives everywhere. Yeah, from you fucking <laughs> fake breaking her heart, you jerkus. That sounds like a vacation <laughs> don't, Al. Yeah, and you guys ended up moving in together. I'm surprised you didn't stomp on your dangus. She was nice to my dangus. All right, that's enough of that. Uh, <laughs> kind of jumping back to something Harley talked about before was the the old lady not wanting to wake up for the early flight. How does the old lady feel when you wake up at fucking 530 every goddamn morning waking her ass up? Oh, I've been very quiet. I'm, I'm so used to it. She doesn't even fucking wake up. I'm Bullshit. Like fucking... Or does she get so hammered on wine that she doesn't wake up? Sheesh. <laughs> No, that's that's not the case. Uh, like you I, woke me up every single day in Vegas before six o'clock. That's because I Where didn't give a fuck. I wasn't trying to have oh, sex with you. Thanks a lot. No, it, I like trying to make sure she's well rested so I can get slam time. If I'm messing with that on you, I couldn't give two shits. Why don't you make sure about my fucking sleep time? Because we're in Vegas, we ain't fucking. Even though these people next door, you know, we walked in earlier. Your neighbors, your new neighbors. Mm. What do you think? Do you think they were fucking? No. You, I think they thought we were gay. Oh. We'll get to that later. <laughs> Where do you stand on vacation workouts? 
oh. for this uh, three weekend. Not you, Harley. I know where you stand. I guess I got to see what their gym's looking like. I don't know. I'll probably try to get it in like two days, but I'm I'm not going my my normal. Probably I'll just see what they have and All right. do a little try to do a little something. But who knows? That may not happen. Think about this you're gonna be, you're gonna be walking around a lot, so you can go ahead and skip cardio those days. Uh, no, I'm not a little fucking pussy though. Like walking doesn't really tire me out. Like my feet may hurt at some point because I got bitch feet, but like I could walk literally all day and not really be phased by it. This is what you do for these types of situation. My wife likes to sleep in. I like to get up early. <laughs> Obviously. So I get up. I go work out. I bring her coffee in bed with breakfast. And now, who? look who just let her sleep in. Give her some coffee to wake her up. Give her a little food. <laughs> Shit's prepped. I hope he gets to stick I'm it straight in. Straight out of the shower. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Joe. <laughs> most successful move Matt, in the book are you going to be employing harley's uh hotel attire the whole time you're staying there are you going to be naked 80 percent of the time you're in the hotel room no i won't be that's if you're missing out well, well, if you do i well 80 percent actually joe 80 percent like i'm not planning on being in the hotel room that much so it may be 80 percent but i'm not i'm just going to be sleeping in being in there for a little bit, like I, I wouldn't expect I to be in there very long. If you are naked in the hotel room, do not sit on top of the bed on the comforter or on the, the shared furniture, because those are two things that rarely get washed. Yeah, but then they're getting your so, butt germ. Don't be. <laughs> yeah, who do you think? Who do you think's ass is dirtier, the person who was in the hotel or mine, Joe? <laughs> Well, I, what I'm getting at is don't be uh get don't be banging on the hotel room sofa. No promises. When the mood strikes, well, I, Joe, that's 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 one of the top ten rules of uh, vacation. Wherever, wherever. <laughs> yeah, but probably not after deep dish. <laughs> probably not. Dude, quads, That's good shit. <laughs> All right, Joe. Do you have any other vacation tips? Uh, I don't. Haley, do you have anything? No. No Mexican food. Racist? No, that's about the shit. You don't Joe can't be disappearing to the lobby every 10 minutes. It's a about long walk. Shits. Mexican food doesn't make me shit. I'm just uh, maybe I maybe I'm just different, but uh, my body eats it's Mexican food Every easy. other food makes shit. Well, I mean, uh, maybe I just shit so often it's just normal. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Mexican food doesn't really bother me too much either. I don't eat it that often, though. All right, so Al, do you have any questions for Joe? Oh, God, I didn't. Ha I didn't think of anyone specifically uh, for Joe. Oh, what, what do you what do you do with your kid this whole time? That shouldn't concern uh, you. We've taken him to. We took him to San Diego. We took him to Washington D.C. But we left him when we went to Chicago. And we're taking him to the Outer Banks next week. Outer Banks is such a North person's idea of a beach. Outer Banks, in my opinion, stinks. Oh, they have a drive through alcohol place. Big fucking whoop. Oh, I didn't know that. Cool. <laughs> you remember, Joe's been in Tennessee for a while. One more uh, thing on the checklist for Chicago. We didn't go, but 
and I know it's a California company, but uh, Chicago apparently has a new Lagunitas brewery uh-huh. out there. And ever all the locals there, all the all the Uber drivers and stuff we had, or the Lyft drivers, told us how how awesome it was, how it's a really nice brewery. Hmm. All right. Well, I'll keep that in mind. I mean, they'll probably get some uh, kickback on that, but I, it doesn't matter. That sounds that sounds like a a thing. I looked up one brewery called Metropolitan. Uh, brewing company and that looked like that was a brewery on the river but it just looked okay yeah all right and we stood up up in the north by second city and all that but we didn't we didn't go there division street al that's where you want to go for your nightlife why is it as the gay section dude i wasn't gonna say anything about you and your weird proclivities <laughs> What I was going to say is Division Street's a good time. That's like their version of Broadway in Nashville or Bourbon Street. Okay. Yeah. All right. So tell them what's up. <laughs> tell them Harley said what's up. Double buzz up. All right. I can do that. All right. Well, Joe, thanks for uh, joining us. Tell your lovely wife and baby Soda hello and download and subscribe to the podcast. Yeah, Soda better be subscribing and downloading by now. He's of age. I'll get him on it right away. Hey, don't let Dan puss out. Get him on here. I want to hear his thoughts on this. Yeah, we'll try to call him right now. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. He's not picking up. Uh, you've reached Daniel Donovan. I'm not able to take your call right now. No last names. Number, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Thanks. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Hello, Dan. This is Harley. And Alex. We just wanted to say thank you for ignoring our podcast and not giving the viewers your helpful tips on couples vacationing. Thanks a lot, douche. Um, so we'd like to say that you're now on the official TSP enemies list and we hope to battle you soon. Double D Daniel Donovan. No, no double douche. I already got off of it. Well, right. I mean, but they didn't know cause yeah, it's still, still recording, recording. So I'll just edit that sound out. Thanks a lot, Dan. Yeah. Appreciate it, buddy. All right, so thanks for uh, joining this uh, wonderful travel edition with my uh, Belizean vacation and uh, helping out with his couple's trips questions. Um, I appreciate all the views. Take us with you, Dan. I wish you'd have been on the podcast. And I don't believe the voicemail is what deterred you. You're using that as an excuse. Yeah, Dan, I don't know why you're acting like you have Asperger's, but you don't. You go out and ask all these people questions in public, and, you know, you're making well deep six figures right now, balling in downtown Houston, flipping real estate. We know you don't have a problem talking, but, you know, the podcast isn't that big of a deal. You know, Joe's on it. If Joe can do it, anybody can do it. We love you, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so thank you for joining us on another episode. Al, have fun in Chicago. I will. I'll report back to Joe, who's apparently going to Chicago again of uh, cool things I find. Did you have anything else on your list that uh, you, you didn't bring up to Joe? 
on your Chicago stuff? I mean, I just I just wrote down a bunch of burger, pizza, hot dog places, and then a bunch of bars. It seems like every bar there is fucking cool, so I'm kind of just going to, you know, whatever area I end up doing touristy shit, I'll just try to search for the coolest bar in that area because it seems like there's cool bars everywhere. I didn't really have any specific questions for Joe, but... Uh, I would not recommend going to the, the aquarium. was not that good. Yeah, the, I wouldn't go there. The um, Field Museum, seeing Sue. The Field Museum? Yeah, it's called the Field Museum. It's got the T-Rex uh, bones and statue called Sue. It's a dinosaur named Sue. Um, that's, that was kind of cool to see. The Field Museum's got a bunch of stuff in it, so it's, it takes a little while. So I didn't hear about that, but I have, a, I have like the Art Institute or whatever on my list of museums. Oh, yeah, I, not, I didn't go to that one. Yeah, you're the, not the, big into art well, like I am. Well, bro. I mean, okay, come on now. What what I'd say is is uh, I brought some art back from Belize. Didn't tell you. Oh jeez. Yeah. So th- th- well, you mentioned they went in for art, but you didn't mention what they came back out with. Well, my wife ended up buying some uh, some photography that the person did anyway. So we're we're gonna have that in the house. But <laughs> I had I carried that on the plane. When you're in first class, you can just carry extra I shit guess. on. That's part of the perks. I guess. Yeah, you wouldn't know that life. You'll probably fly in Southwest. They don't even have first class. Exactly. Yeah, you're classless. Oh shit, that's right. I got to. Uh, thanks for reminding me. I got to set an alarm so I I get checked in on the uh, Southwest, pick my own seat, which is fucking annoying when you check in like a minute. Uh, you check in like right at 24 hours before your flight, and you're still like 8:35. You're like, there's no way there was 34 fuckers who hit this button before me. But hey, that's not that first class life. I'm just, you know, I'm the common man on the podcast. Harley trying to ball on y'all. Hey, sex sells. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for joining. And uh, we have some leftover Craig material. They left over at the house some pots and pans, some shot glasses, some footwear, some uh, portable ramps for cars. Yeah, so we're going to set up a, a website. We're thinking about calling it Craigslist and putting this stuff on there. I think that name should be available still. So um, if Craig doesn't move this stuff out in the next, you know, about week or so, we'll start auctioning it off. I mean, we have some uh, portable ramp set for ramping your car up if you like to do car work because Craig doesn't do that anymore. We got some Cabela's waiters here. We got some uh, fire-resistant clothing. We call those FRCs. We have a laundry basket because Craig doesn't do laundry. What else you see, Harley? Some uh, pots and pans. There, there's a nightstick, a diploma from Old Piss. Not worth much. Not worth the well, not worth the money it's printed on. Uh, some travelware, some suitcases, uh, uh, a lasagna pan because Craig doesn't cook. A TV. <laughs> this is his TV, right? A sleeping bag. It's a TV and a TV stand and a bookshelf. I've never seen Craig own a book. Um, and some some dress shoes which look lightly worn. And we do also have some stuff left over from Chris in here. We have a Thoth fedora. Um, we have a bunch of books I know Chris hasn't le- uh, read, but they're pretty thick, so they should go for a pretty penny. I mean, Black's Law Dictionary by Garner, tenth edition. That book is fucking thicker than a uh, midget's chode. So um, these books could probably sell for something. And look, one's called running for office. So, I mean, that's going to be future future bank for people like Chris. Exactly. So uh, go to craigslist.com. Look for the Baton Rouge section. I don't know why we're thinking there's going to be multiple sections, but just in case, Baton Rouge. Yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll put this stuff up for bid. And uh, basically, we're a cash-only business.
Yeah, so just bid on whatever you want and feel free to haggle with us. I mean, any money I make off of this stuff is going to be profit. I didn't pay for it. So just, uh, you know, I'm prepared to haggle. All right, so thank you for joining us on the podcast. And uh, good luck on vacation. Now you're going to come back. Yeah. Uh, She lived in New Orleans. She's talking about you two. (laughs) Joe, she was talking about you two living together in sin. (laughs) The dinosaurs are rolling over in their graves. (laughs) The dinosaurs. Oh, shit. Wait, so Haley, that was the funnest time is when you were living together, but you weren't married yet and didn't have baby soda to take care of? Soda's going to listen to this back, and he's going to be like, oh, all right, Mom, I see how it is. He knows you're not recording. But without, just without all the responsibilities of everything, like everyday shit that comes up, it was just fun. Yeah, like me and and Craig before he got fired and it got real. No responsibilities, just hanging out. Just casual sex with Joe, right? Yeah. That sounds like a terrible reality show. <laughs> would not watch, would not get renewed. How many episodes is casual sex with Joe going to last? I would say not even till the first commercial break. Oh, I'd watch. Joe, I'd watch. <laughs> that, that should be the new Joe. Fucking 30 years from now when you're retired, let's start a, a cable access show called Casual Sex with Joe, and it's just old yeah. man Joe talking about giving sex advice. We'll produce. Talking Small Podcast Productions will produce. What was her name, Dr. Sue? Yeah, Sue Johansson. Talk Sex, I think, is what it was called. And she's, like, talking about rim jobs and yes. <laughs> fucking yeah. saying, using terms like cunnilingus seriously. And, and people are talking about, my boyfriend doesn't want to seem to fuck me after he takes a big bong rip and falls asleep to trailer park, boys. What do I do, Sue? And she would, like, answer the question seriously. Put his knees behind his head and wake him up. Lick his asshole. He'll pretend like he doesn't like it, but that's how my first husband was, and he ended up loving it. Like, she'll... Sh- uh, it's fucking crazy. So, Joe, we need that with you. Casual sex with Joe. Done. New segment. Oh, my God. Let people call in. That's what That's what they're all going to say, Haley, after Joe's done with them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. For, during, and after. All right, so Joe, again, thank you for being on the podcast and uh, enjoy your uh, rest of your night with Haley and Baby Soda. It was. All right, see you guys. All right, buddy. Bye.